Welcome to the podcast! Yeah, it's Beck and Jazeel here, and this is some of the best bits of our show in the last 24 hours. It'll make your wildest dreams come true. Well, it's definitely some bits of the show from the last 24 hours, but we really hope you enjoy it. 98.5 here with Beck and Giselle and joined in the studio by Dr. Ennis Kluter, owner of Kingsway Vet Centre. He helps us out with our very best friends. Ennis, how, how are you? I'm good, thank you. It's Nice to be back again. If you do have any questions for Dr. Innes, text them in now, 0429-985-985. And everyone's talking about the Queen yeah. passing away. It's been a, it's been an emotional week for everybody. And, of course, so her beloved corgis, yeah. Yeah. they're going to have to be rehomed. Charles apparently doesn't want them. Yeah. yeah what? Do, you, <laughs> do you know that one of her corgis died just before she died? Oh. Oh, yeah, sort of. Um, Wait, how many did she have? I thought she had two. No, she had lots more. No, no, no. Few. I think she had four or five. Oh, and wow. One of them died. I think its name was Candy, just a f- couple of weeks before she died. Apparently, Aww. that really set her back even more. Wow. So you can imagine. Yeah. And two of her favorite corgis were watching on uh, yeah. the yes. yesterday. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. they're going to have to be rehomed. So we thought we would talk about rehoming animals. Yes. So Andrew and Fergie is going to take them, I hear. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. In their abode, they're going to rehome them and get them there. Yeah, what people don't really uh, realize is that when uh, animals are rehomed, it's even more stressful for them than for us because they get to a new place where there's all these new old smells, especially if there's been pets before, smells and noises and all these things that can really upset them. So we think it's stressful moving. It's really stressful for animals to move as well. Well, And it's not unusual for these guys to take a few weeks, even a month or two, to really settle into their new environment and into the new routine and with everything that's going on around them. So it's it's not uncommon for them to to stress. And um, there are things that you can do to try and help. Right. Yeah. Is there much of a difference between, say, dogs, cats, and like, let's say, chickens as well? You know, <laughs> all the animals. Um, what's the difference when rehoming the animals? Well, I think if you rehome your lion, then you might have to tell the neighbours and the neighbours' animals around them that there's going to be a, a lion next door. Look, um, the first thing you can do. It, there is a difference. Um, the difference is that uh, cats, especially, can really stress uh, quite significantly. And dogs sort of will follow their owners around and trying to settle into the new routine. But um, chickens seems to, if there's just food around, ch- chickens seem to just, <laughs> you know, they, they, they're lovely creatures, but their brains aren't that big. I don't think that part of their brain that really worries. Uh, it's, it's a question of just getting food onto the plate and off they go again and we lay an egg again. So they do very well rehoming. How can we make it easier for okay. like cats and dogs and rabbits, yeah. whatever? So cats and dogs know something is up. When you start packing and there's people packing boxes, you can probably start seeing your animals getting a bit more anxious. So, you know, there's always that box that you pack your pillows and you pack your kettle and you pack some cups. It's a good thing to pack your dog's bed in there um, for that first night in that new place. And the same with your cat. Pack it in uh, that uh, familiar litter tray, that familiar bed in there. Right. There is um, there's a, a product that one can use called, um, in dogs, it's called DAP. It's a diffuser that you can plug into the wall, and you can use that. You can sort of plug it in the minute you move in. It sort of saturates the air. It's a friendly pheromone that's secreted by dogs naturally. It just makes them feel a bit happier about the environment. Right. There's a diffuser format. There's also a collar format. So you can start putting this collar on your dog 
two or three weeks before you actually oh, move. Oh, that's a great yeah. idea. There's a, there's a cat uh, version as well called Feliway. Um, and this is something that you can do proactively without you even knowing that it's there. You don't smell it. You don't mm. see it. For, for them, it makes a huge difference. It's almost like a bit of Prozac in the air. You know, They <laughs> breathe it all the time, and they, um, they just feel more at ease in the new place that they going to live in. Talking about rehoming uh, your pets, you talked about these collars, which are mm. fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the dog one, you can put it on weeks beforehand. Yep. How yep. long do you have to keep it on until you notice that they are comfortable in the home? So how these collars work is they've got this um, synthetic pheromone, which is like a good-feeling pheromone that can saturate the air with a diffuser, but the collar, sort of, it's in their face all the time. They can smell it and they can, you know, get the the actual uh, benefit from it. So these collars last roughly about five, six weeks. And my suggestion to you is if you do rehome your, or, or you've got a new home, it's to use at least two of those collars. Right. Um, the trick is it's a one-size-fit-all type collar. So you can snip off the end bit and then you put that in his bed. Oh. So you can put that just underneath that area where he's a bit comfortable. And um, it doesn't work straight away. It takes a, a, a couple of weeks really to, to work. Wow. Um, but once it gets going, it's really worth worth it while. Um, it's something that's been clinically proven to work very, very well for these Crazy. guys. Mm. Are there any animals that are happy anywhere? Like it, you could just pass them off to anyone and they'll like, like rabbits. Do they notice if they've been yeah, put in I, a new home? Th- these guys, you must remember that dogs are um, hunters, meat eaters. You know, they sort of hunt for food, whereas rabbits are the prey. So the first thing a rabbit wants is somewhere to hide. Yep. And right. that's not necessarily signs of stress. That's more a sign of instinct. I need to hide. And w- when they are in their normal environment, they know where to go and hide. They know all the, the spots where they can hide. Whereas in a new environment, this is now where they have to go and, and look for it. Mm-hmm. So it's really good for these guys to perhaps uh, get to the new home in daytime mm-hmm. so they can start snooping around it's worthwhile you know taking their favorite foods along just familiar smells mm. and if you've got an indoor rabbit and you've been training him to sit um in a litter tray then take that litter tray along don't tip it out because uh. rabbits can go back to their own litter tray all yep. the time um so that's that's what you can try and do but yeah i, th- I think rabbits just behave differently but it's not that they necessarily stress more. It's just their normal instinctive behavior. Uh, a few more ticks coming through. One from Adeline. What if our cat won't wear a collar? Okay, then you can definitely use a diffuser. Or right. you can use the spray. There's a spray as well. Now, the nice thing about the spray is it doesn't stain. It doesn't smell. And you just need to use it in all the crucial areas, like a new part of the house where this cat's going to need to stay and on its bedding and um, around the sort of areas where it's going to move. Uh, Sorry, Eloise has also sent a text through. Uh, Kennel cough, how can you prevent it? My dog loves going to the dog park. It seems to get kennel cough from this. Kennel cough, the most effective and most important preventive measure is vaccination. Right. Your dog needs a vaccination for kennel cough every 12 months. Mm-hmm. Whether you your dog's at risk or not, it's advisable to have it done every 12 months. You can, most of these, unfortunately, kennel cough is, gets what we call a subclinical carrier status, which means you can go to a park, no dog is coughing, but one of those dogs, they might be carrying this virus right. in its nostrils and in its respiratory ways. Your dog gets up close to it, not been vaccinated, gets transferred, 
and then that's how it starts. Very typically, kennel cough is in, in kennels more commonly yeah. because a lot of dogs are barking, yap, 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 and they are stressed dogs. That's why kennel cough is mandatory vaccination for, for kennels. Right. So prevention is vaccination, yearly vaccination, and then also um, if you know there's kennel cough in an area, Unfortunately, you can't coop your dog up and hide it in a cupboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's airborne, and you can physically bring that virus into your house as oh, well. If you've you? touched a dog that's got right. kennel cough, and then go and touch your own dog within a few hours oh, wow. after that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so it's a uh, preventive is vaccination. Speak to your vet about it. <laughs> <laughs> Always a ple- pleasure having you on the show. Dr. Ennis Kluter, owner of Kingsway Vet Center. Thank you so much. What a hoot that was. That was. I'm tired just from listening to it. Oh, I'm energized. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, if you want more from The Drive Show, just visit 985.com. And don't forget, you can tune in live anytime for more of this great banter.